everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined, as I am every Saturday here, by Mr. Lee Schwartz to go ahead and break down this Sunday slate for you guys, which is going to be a fun one, Lee. I'm, I'm actually pretty excited about this one. We've got an early three-game slate and a later five-game slate, but uh, I'm feeling feeling pretty good about this one. I, I think I have some good plays here. How, how are you feeling about it overall? It's kind of funny. I didn't really find like these guys I really wanted to pay up for, and I didn't really find like this great value. I found a lot of good mid range value. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. what I'm looking forward to for tomorrow, for for today and tonight. The uh, but like I said, nobody I was like terribly excited about, but a bunch of uh, B and C guys. Yeah, I, I do have some mid range guys. I'm pretty excited about. That's uh, that's the same same boat I'm in here. So let's just jump right into it. Let's talk about this early three game slate. Obviously. Uh, not there's actually this is like one of the healthiest slates we've had in a long time. Uh, there's not a whole lot of injury news. Of course, I'm I'm recording this the night before. You guys always want to go ahead and and double check this stuff obviously uh, before you go ahead and make your lineups and get that DFS pass. It's five dollars. Go to sportsethos.com and you can get in there that that Discord with us and actually we we talk about this as uh, the injury news breaks. But uh, we do have Demar Derozan questionable with a quad injury. He's actually been upgraded, so he's maybe going to return here. So uh, dust is a little bit of that Zach Levine flame we've had. There, uh, Paul George questionable with a hamstring injury. Uh, I've got Kevin Porter Jr. questionable with a foot injury, and Kaminga. I've just got him here as out with the foot injury. He's been out for a while, but uh, just seemed like a, a kind of a significant thing on a three-game slate. But yeah, otherwise a pretty healthy slate so far. I don't know if I missed anything there, Lee. If, you, if I did, uh, make sure to correct me. But I think that's basically all we have so far. Um, but let's just talk about each of these games here. It's only three of them, so we'll talk about each of them. Houston and, and the Clippers. I uh, do have a lot of interest in this one. I do think if Paul George does not play, I think I can go to Kawhi here at 10K. I know you said you weren't too excited about spend-ups. I'm not super excited about spending 10K on Kawhi, who has had his ups and downs this season. He's He's been more up than down recently, though, so I don't mind it if there's no Paul George. But if there is Paul George, I'm probably not playing either of those guys. But let me just go ahead and, and point out here. A guy that I think is just just criminally underpriced. And you're probably going to be able to see both with me, Lee, because I think we've talked about this guy every time he's done the slate. But Ivanka Zubac at 4,900. Uh, it's just crazy to me. I mean, I know he's his minutes are up and down. Like, that's one thing that people steer clear of, and, and it gives people, you know, second-guessing about him. But this is Houston. We're talking about everyone gets a bump when they're playing Houston. Uh, Alperin Shangun, you know, maybe a gifted offensive player. Defensively, he's not so great. <laughs> he does foul quite a bit, too. So I like Zubac at 4,900. Uh, I don't think he's quite a lock for me, but he's about, like, he's, like, on the verge of a lock. So how are you feeling about those guys? <laughs> yeah, we're on the same page with this game. And I uh, will admit, I, I try to be agnostic. I try to be very much using the data to make my choices. But I have soft spots for Kawhi Leonard and for Jimmy Butler and end up playing them probably more often than most people do. So I've got no problem playing the 10K for Kawhi tonight. Uh, with, I think he's a must-play if, if Paul George is out. And uh, he's consistently hitting four and a half times value with the potential to put up about a 60-burger any night. So, but. Yeah. The only thing about it, uh, Kawhi on a Sunday, especially, just be sure he's playing. And yeah. then I'm with you, Ivanka Zubac. We talk about EMCB Lee every week, but mm-hmm. now his price is down below 5000 It's at 4900 for tomorrow, for tonight. So the uh, he'll be part of all my early slate lineups. He, you know, he's he's been kind of cold lately. He's had five or six dud games in the last yeah. week or two, but he did pull down 18 boards earlier this week. So he's certainly uh, yeah. on my favorite list again. And then I, I, same with you on the Houston side, Zangoon, and you know he's been averaging uh, 38 fantasy points per game the last 10 days, but his salary is now up to $7,000 to yeah. reflect that. Only qualifies at center. 
he's really the only rocket I would even consider playing. Yeah, all those rockets are pretty priced up. I mean, Jalen Green's a guy I've been riding without Kevin Porter Jr., but his price is just too too high for me at this point. Against uh, Clippers defense, that's starting to come together now. Uh, I mean, they're still dropping games, but I think you know defensively they're still they're still pretty solid. So uh, I'm going to add one more guy on the Clippers side though that we haven't talked about yet. And this is if there's no Paul George, only if there's no Paul George. But Markeith Morris, or sorry, Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris is the one that's on uh, the Clippers. My bad. Uh, Marcus Morris at 4600, uh, putting up a lot of points, hitting basically four to five x value pretty reliably at that $4,600 price tag. So I, I'm going to add him in there as just kind of, uh, I mean, it's a three-game slate. You're going to have to get some guys that are just going to 4 to 5x. And so he's a guy you can definitely go to in that price range if you need a, a, a forward there. So uh, let's go ahead and move on, though. Dallas uh, Mavericks and the Detroit Pistons. Uh, definitely have more interest in this game. I wouldn't say a whole lot more. Uh, but I do have some interest on the uh, on the Dallas side in Jalen Brunson at 8,500. Uh, you know, guards against the Detroit Pistons is just kind of like that's chalk at this point. Uh, they just tend to just destroy this Detroit Pistons team. And Jalen Brunson's on a heater, man. I mean, he, I know he just had 60 DK points. It does feel like I'm chasing a little bit here, so it makes me a little nervous about it. But I, I think he's pretty safe, honestly. He, he The way he gets his baskets uh, isn't like jump shooting. He gets to the bucket. He drives the ball. So I feel like he's a safer bet than most uh, guards are. So I don't mind paying the 8,500 here for him. I think he's got got like a floor of, you know, let's say 40 DK points or so. And definitely that ceiling of, you know, 50, 50 to 60 DK points. So uh, pretty, pretty small you know, range there. But I think he's going to be towards the higher end of that range here. Yeah, I'm with you on the Knicks. That's uh, Jalen Brunson at 8,500. I play him all week long at that price. In fact, I have played him all week long at that price, and he's been averaged about 53 fantasy points per game the last mm-hmm. week or so. So the uh, I don't see a lot of value on the Knicks t- today, but uh, definitely Jalen Brunson. I've been playing him, like I said, almost consistently for a week or two now. We're all on the same page, so I like it. Uh, you guys know who to, who to play. There you go. Uh, easy for you guys. Uh, but Alec Burks so on the other side of the ball uh, on Detroit, I do like him at 4,500. I feel like he has a safe floor. Um, anytime he gets into the basketball game, he's scoring around 20 DK points, which is, you know, basically, again, uh, you know, 4 to 5x value. So it's another guy that's kind of in that range, and this is a guard instead of a forward. So if you need a guy like that on your team, that's a guy I would gravitate towards, honestly. Uh, you know, Dallas is a – Actually, a pretty decent defensive team, but uh, I still think Alec Burks is going to get his baskets here. So he's going to get in for 20 minutes and put up, you know, 10 shots and hopefully hit most of those for you guys. So that, that's that's uh, that's my thoughts on that. But anyone else in this game you had uh, your eyes on, Lee? On the Detroit side, I like Sadiq Bay. He's 42 fantasy points each of his last two games at 5,500. He qualifies as both small forward and power forward. Uh, I think a lot of these guys are, are stepping it up with Duran out, Jalen Duran missing time. Isaiah Stewart's another one, point uh, power forward and center, 5,300. has been at cash again without Duran in the lineup and grabbing about eight boards a game, getting about 30 minutes a game, and averaging about 25 fantasy points a game. Yeah, I like that Isaiah Stewart call, uh, Beef Stew. I forgot uh, Duran is out and Stew's most likely going to be in for this one. So uh, so that is a great call there. So you definitely had some Beef Stew to your lineups here. I always find myself with too many centers, though. So I'm like, geez, who do I play? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, me too. And even if you run, if you dare, Durland's Noel has been filling in for Duran while he's been out too. And he right. had a couple of nice games. And then he followed it up with a nine fantasy point game. So and he's, he's only 3,600, but uh, yeah. hard to say if he's going to be worth it on a night-to-night basis. 
Yeah, and he's starting to get into some trade rumors, too, which makes you think that uh, the Pistons have a little bit of uh, incentive to play him like some extra minutes there just to showcase what he can do. I've always liked Nerlens Noel. I think he's a good, decent player. Uh, not necessarily the, the best player in the world, but he's a decent player, I think. But anyways, uh, let's move on to the last game on this th- early three-game slate here is the Chicago Bulls. My Chicago Bulls against the Golden State Warriors probably going to get their asses kicked. Let's just be honest here. <laughs> I, I don't typically swear on this pod, but uh, yeah, the Bulls just take me off these days. They're just not uh, not not making me happy, but let me go ahead and throw a guy out there though on the uh, Warriors because we all know Steph Curry, we all know Clay Thompson, uh, but man, this guy's back. He's had some really big games. I'm really really liking here Andrew Wiggins at 6400. Uh, the shot hasn't fallen in his first two games back, but man, he's got that 45 50 DK point upside, and at that 6400 price range, there's nobody else on this small slate that's going to get you that kind of upside. Uh, and I feel like his his floor is pretty decent too. So I'm I'm this is like a mid range guy. I'm really excited to get on my team. So uh, any Warriors you're interested in, and, and do you agree with the Wiggins take? Yeah, actually, I just did a lineup not too long ago and put Wiggins in it for tomorrow. So yeah. for tonight, uh, Draymond is, is Draymond Green. What a enigma this guy is, right? Yeah. He hasn't scored more than six actual points in a game for about the last three or four games, but he's somehow consistently still scoring well. And for DFS, he's got mm. 34 fantasy points per game each of the last two games. He's $6,100, willing to pay him just for the upside. Just think if he actually decides to shoot a ball. I mean, if he gets he could just throw in 12 to 15 points a game he'd be putting up 40 45 fantasy points every night value side on the golden state i would uh you know donnie divincenzo somehow put up 44 fantasy points on friday night against san antonio in just he 25 crazy, minutes yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> he's still five thousand dollars it could be you know i don't want to be a victim of recency bias because we preach against that but uh boy he could do a lot worse and still make uh five times value at five thousand yeah, I think there are some guys also on the on the Bulls side here. So the Warriors are a team I've secretly been targeting uh, in DFS because they do play a pace of basketball that uh, it leans itself well to DFS. I mean, they take a lot of three-point shots, which leads to a lot of transition buckets. The Bulls are particularly good in transition. Not since Lonzo's been down, they're not as good as they were uh, beginning of last season. Uh, Lonzo is so missed in, in, in Chicago. But uh, anyways, moving on. Uh, there are some guys here that are value, I think, that um, that get a little bit of that bump that make that get them on my radar here. And that's Kobe White at 3,900. I mean, if uh, there's no DeMar DeRozan, I think he's especially – he's pretty much going to be a lock in my lineups here. He's like one of the few value guys under 4,000 I feel very comfortable with. But even if DeMar DeRozan's in, the Bulls really, really need that offense, and uh, and especially in this kind of game. So I do like Kobe White at 3,900. I also like Alex Caruso at 3,800. Um, he'll just randomly score 30 to 40 DK points on any given night. And then I'll have like a strand of games where he scores 15 to 20 DK points, which is like, you know – doesn't do anything for you, but I still think if he hits that that floor there of you know 16, 17, 18 DK points, it's still okay at 3,800. It's more of like a punt play, uh, but he's got that upside of, of just absolutely going off. He's shooting it really well from three right now, so he's the guy I'm definitely looking at. I think he's more of a GPP type pivot, but I feel more comfortable with Kobe White at 3,900. But are you looking at any of the uh, top dogs in Chicago in this one? Yeah, no offense to your favorite team, but uh, other than maybe Vucevic here and there, uh, and like we talked about earlier, there's probably some other centers I'd rather play at a lower price than than what he's at. I do like his rebounding potential in this game, especially with all the three-pointers that you do get from Golden State. Other than that, maybe Patrick Williams scattered here and there. He's always a good uh, last guy in your lineup and uh, will be again tonight with 4,700. Yeah, he's not too bad. I, with with Demar back, he's gonna take a little bit of a backseat in the offense, so that that diminishes him a little bit. If Demar is out, 
I think I definitely have a lot of interest in, in Patrick at that price still. So, uh, but I like that call there. Uh, all right, main slate though, five game slate. Uh, again, not too much injury news here. Uh, we're going to move on to this next slate here, and uh, it's really relatively healthy. We've got Dame questionable with an ankle injury. We do have Christian Wood questionable with an ankle injury as well. I'm curious to see if he's playing tonight. Uh, we're actually recording before that Dallas game even starts, so I'll have to look at that. Uh, if he's here, Here's what I'll say. If he's out uh, in the game that they're playing tonight, which is Saturday night, then he'll probably play in Sunday's game. That's my that's my take there. That's my gut feeling. If he plays in Saturday, he's probably going to be out on Sunday. That was a nasty uh, ankle injury he had there. He had to uh, basically exit the game for a little while there. Uh, didn't look too great. So, and he's a big dude. So I, I feel like he's probably going to miss Saturday night and play Sunday, but who knows? Just, just keep, keep your eyes on it. Anyways, Tobias Harris is also questionable with a knee injury. Uh, we've got Kevin Horder questionable with an illness, and we also have Patrick Beverly questionable with an illness. And that's really all I've got in this site. Uh, there's, there's guys that are out, but you know, there are guys that have been out for a while. So I, I didn't include them. So, um, Let's talk, though. Um, let's go ahead and talk about this one because I do have a lot of interest in this game here. The OKC Thunder and the Brooklyn Nets. I'm going to let you start uh, here, Lee. Who do you have interested in this game? Well, from the Thunder, I really like Jalen Williams, the Jalen No Why Williams. I've been hot on him for quite a while now. I've been playing him almost every day. 5,100 when he starts, he averages about 32 fantasy points per game, and it's about six times his value. So qualifies at both point guard and small forward. On the value side for OKC, Lou Dort. I'm always a Lou Dort guy, and he's at 4,700 tonight. To play him, you have to deal with some crazy and accept some crazy OKC rotations. But over the last seven games, Dort's been averaging about 29 minutes and about 25 fantasy points per game. So, you know, the biggest concern you have about playing any of the OKC Thunder is the are they going to lose minutes for no reason or, you know, like I said, be part of some strange rotation uh, but averaging 29 minutes a game, to me, that's pretty consistent value from him. Yeah, the uh, the OKC Thunder, who we all guessed would be, uh, you know, just a, a few games here out of the playoffs. Uh, we all guessed that at the beginning of the season, right? They're only a game and a half out of that six spot, uh, which is just crazy to me. Uh, they're still still in the hunt there, so there you go. Uh, kudos to the Thunder for not tanking the season. But, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting, interesting game here. Uh, this is an interesting one for me to target. Uh, most of my interest comes on the on the Brooklyn side, so I'll go ahead and just kick it off there. Uh, I do like Kyrie at 9,200 still. Without Kevin Durant, uh, still think he's got going to have a lot of offensive, uh, you know, responsibilities without KD in the lineup. But a guy I'm really uh, targeting here, and I like even more, is Nicholas Claxton at 6100. Uh, the OKC Thunder. I've said it all season. I've, I know I'm beating the drum every single time, but uh, they just have no centers right now, especially with their without Alexei Pukashevsky. Uh, and I'm trying to think who else is injured there. They, they, their centers are injured. They're playing Jalen Williams with a Y a lot of minutes, who is a rookie that isn't playing super well right now. So I think Claxton's going to eat here. I think you know he's going to get 30 to 35 DK points, uh, which is decent enough at that 6100 price tag that uh, I have a lot of interest in him there. I got Royce as Onilam here as like a safe floor type guy. He's basically going to get you four to five X uh, value there. So he's one of those guys, again, that, you know, if you, you need someone to slip in your lineups in that price range, I would definitely gravitate towards him. But I'm more interested here actually in TJ Warren at 4,200 because of the lower price tag. And, you know, again, no KD, going to get the minutes, going to get the shot attempts. He had, uh, I think I said before the last game, he's probably going to score 20 points and have no other stats. 
And he basically did that. He had one rebound, one assist, I think one steal. Uh, so, you know, uh, but he had 20 points, exactly 20 points, which is kind of crazy. Uh, but, you know, if he can grab a few more boards and get a few more assists, then you're really cooking here at 4,200. And even if he scores his 20 and, ha- and has that same exact line, it's still a very decent line for you. So uh, what about the Brooklyn side? Are, are all those guys the same guys you're looking at? We are thinking the same way. I'm big on Claxton. I think he's going to feast against a largely vacant OKC fronts court. You know, they threw Muscala on there Friday night, and he was terrible. And I just feel yeah. like Claxton's going to really go off. He's on a roll lately anyway, averaging 33 fantasy points per game the last two weeks. And then uh, you touched on it too, but I think the biggest, best value on the whole slate today is uh, is Royce O'Neal. In the last three games, Durant being out, obviously, uh, he's aver- he scored 29, 30, and 33 fantasy points, uh, and he's only 4,800. I just think he's a lock in, in my lineup for sure. And that's 6x. I, I, yeah, I was, I was thinking, I was like, man, that's, that's basically 6x value there. So that's uh, that's really good. So I might have to actually bump him up a little bit here. I, I kind of undersold him a little bit, but that's okay. Uh, let's talk about Sacramento and San Antonio. Uh, this game, I mean, I just love targeting both these teams in DFS. So this is a game made for me, uh, Lee. Let me go ahead and start this off here on Sacramento's side. Uh, I do have interest, so I think you can go Savonis. I think that's fine. I think a lot of people will. Um, his price tag is so high. I just think there's other people in that price range I'd, I'd rather have. I'd, I'd rather have like a Kyrie and, and pair him with another guy than, than just go with Sabonis and have to grab like an eight thousand dollar guy. And uh, but so instead I'm looking at I'm looking at Darren Fox at ninety one hundred. I think he's going to have a very solid showing in this one. Um, was having a really good game in the last one. Basically the 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 Kings got pulled in the last four or five minutes because that game was just out of hand. Um, so if the Spurs can keep this close and Fox stays in. You know, I think he can go for you know maybe 40 points, rebounds, and assists or something like that. So um, he's got some real upside here at 9100. So I, I do like him as a play here. I've got him in my lineup. I've built so far. Uh, I'm also going to throw in there on the King side, Malik Monk at 4300. This just feels like an absolute Malik Monk type atmosphere game it's going to be running gun it's going to be a lot of shots it's going to be breakneck pace uh there's going to be a lot of misses it's going to be a lot of sloppy basketball so uh it, it's just such a low price tag here uh we didn't score the basketball obviously but i think uh, i think you can absolutely get that uh, at least 5x value for us here at 4300 so how do you feel about those kings uh anyone else you got on your list well, first, I think that the listeners should take heed that uh, two uh, fantasy analysts independently <laughs> are picking the same players the same over players, and over yeah. again. So maybe <laughs> not be giving them a lot of variety today, but we certainly are giving them uh, some consistency of, of opinions. Because I now, I mean, I like I, I mentioned earlier, I'm not too crazy about paying up for anybody, but I'll pay up 10-7 for, for Sabonis. Mm-hmm. He's just been on fire for a whole month, and he's averaging 54 fantasy points per game this season now. Sacramento is now the number one scoring team in the NBA, and he's a big reason why, obviously. And and then, like you, I said, Malik Monk, he's been averaging about 25 fantasy points per game since Ware has been out, and Ware is questionable tonight. So certainly yeah. that's going to determine how many minutes Monk will play. But at 4,325 fantasy points, I'll take that as my last guy in every time. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, yeah, I think, uh, man, I, I think Sabonis almost, like, I, I was watching his stat line last one because I had him in one of my DFS lineups, and I think he was, like, on his way to, like, a 20-20-20 line, which is just absolutely crazy. Uh, he ended up a little short of that, but, again, they got pulled the last, like, four or five minutes. So it, it, what, what might have been had he stayed in that game, uh, he was just absolutely going off. Um, but on the San Antonio side, I do have some interest as well going the other way because, again, I like to target the Kings, I like to pick on their defense a little bit. Uh, Kelvin Johnson seems like a really, really good play at 6,800. Uh, no Devin Vassell still for the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, Kelvin's been the same price range pretty much since Vassell's been out of the lineup. And 
I know he doesn't add a lot of peripheral stats. Uh, typically, he doesn't get a lot of rebounds and assists and stuff like that. He was grabbing rebounds early in the season. And I feel like this is a, a, a game environment, again, where you're going to get you know, a few more shots, maybe like 10 more shots than the normal game. And that's all you need. You know, he maybe grabs three or four extra rebounds out of that. Uh, and that's really all you need for him to really smash this this, uh, this price tag here. So I, I do have a lot of interest. That's another mid-range guy I'm, I'm really interested in playing. So that's why I'm trying to play, pay a little less for my top guys so I can uh, you know fit these uh, more expensive mid-range guys in. And I'm, I'm always going to add you some, uh, Josh Richardson uh, at 4,500. Always going to have him in my player pool. Uh, I think people disrespect his game a whole lot. I think he's going to have low ownership. So that's why I have interest in him uh, for sure. Uh, but 4,500 for him. Uh, he is a guy that has a pretty pretty safe floor here because he does uh, contribute in rebounds, assists, points, uh, steals, blocks, every single category that, that matters for DFS. Um, the only thing is, you know, is his shot going to fall or not? Uh, but I don't think he has like a crazy high ceiling, but I think he has a rig, uh, a pretty solid floor. And the, the reason the ceiling is so low is because his minutes just aren't there right now. He's getting like minutes in the mid-20s, low to mid-20s. So uh, he is what he is. He's not going to go absolutely crazy for you. But if you need a guy to slip in there that's going to be low-owned in the GPP, that's a guy I'd be looking at. Yeah, who'd have thought we'd be talking about Vassell like he's Kevin Durant? But it, yeah. ever since he's been out, we've had some guys that are really stepping up. You know, you mentioned Kelvin Johnson. I, Trey Jones is another one. He's been really mm-hmm. stepping up at point guard. His price is now 6300 so it's starting to reflect the uh, production he's been giving. The last six games, he's averaged 30 minutes per game and a whopping 35 fancy points per game. So I'm a big uh, fan of Trey Jones tonight. Uh, on the value side, uh, I don't have anybody in mind. Josh Richardson's on my list. Zach Collins is on my list. I really uh, – it's just entirely dependent on who might be sitting, you know, if pedals out or yeah. anything like that. So there's going to be some value on the Spurs. They have a decent bench, and uh, those guys seem to shine and seem to be great last-minute fill-ins whenever there's a guy sitting. It seems to be like a, like an OKC roulette basically over there at this point. It's like, who's going to go off? We don't know. Is it going to be Malachi Branham? Is it going to be Sohan? Uh, we really don't know. I think you can take stabs at those guys in GPPs if you're playing cash. So I would probably steer clear, honestly, because we really just don't know how those rotations are going to look. Um, but let's move on, though. Let's talk about Orlando and Denver. I have, This is probably the game I had the least interest in, in the, on this site. Uh, well, I, the, the next three games I basically have, don't have very much interest, but probably my least favorite interest here because Orlando is tied for 19th in pace, and Denver also has a very slow pace. So I just feel like the, the game total is going to be low here. Uh, but I will mention here on Orlando, I do have some interest actually in Mo Wagner at 4,800 as a, like a, a GPP game where you're scripting for uh, Jokic to get, you know, Wendell Carter Jr. in foul trouble or something like that. Like, you know, say say you're thinking, you know, oh, Jokic is just going to go crazy and Wendell's going to get sat. Mo Wagner is really the, the next guy up to play. and He's only 4,800. So uh, he does have a high upside, a high per minute, you know, production here. This would be like a GPP play again. So, again, cash, I'm staking away, uh, staying away. But do you have any interest in the Orlando side of the ball here? Yeah, just Mark Fultz. I think he's established himself as Magic's starting point guard now. His production of late has warranted the the promotion he's gotten. And even with Jalen Suggs having recently returned from an injury, uh, Fultz is still hitting five times value for a $6,000 price. So, on the value side, I'd, I probably wouldn't play him tonight. But Jalen Suggs is back. He's the kind of guy that the Orlando Magic should be playing a lot. Uh, and at 4700 he's still expensive, and he's just not getting the minutes yet to warrant getting a start tonight. But it's somebody I would keep an eye on for the rest of the season. 
yeah, definitely keep an eye on him for the future. I'm not playing him on this slate, but uh, somebody to keep in the back of your mind for sure. Um, on the other side of the ball, I'm just going to put MPJ, Michael Porter Jr. 5,400 is just, uh, I'm not going to say criminally underpriced, but it's just underpriced. I think he needs to be at least in the 6Ks. So if you want to take a stab at him there, fine. I don't mind it. It's Orlando. Someone's going to go off against Orlando. I can pretty much guarantee that because they don't play a lot of defense either. Uh, it, it could be Aaron Gordon. It could be Michael Porter Jr. It could be, it could be Kevin Davis Caldwell Pope. I don't know. So if you fit one of those guys in, that's fine. I'm just not super sure which guy I'm going to target here. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. though feels like the guy uh, out of those three that I would probably target the most. But how about you? Yeah, it seems like I can never get the forwards for Denver right. I'll start Porter, and it'll be Aaron Gordon night. And and so I kind of tend to stay away from both of them. Mm -hmm. I am a big Jamal Murray fan, though. He's been a great late-night hammer lately uh, without having to spend up for Jokic. And so he's not Jokic, let me be clear about that. But in the last five games, uh, Murray's been playing about 30 minutes and scoring about 36 fantasy points per game for 7,000. So he's not terribly expensive. He's a really nice kind of – kind of – a um, little bit less than the B-tier point guard uh, for your lineups. And then uh, your favorite, Caldwell Pope, is my is my <laughs> value play today. There you um, go. You've brought him up several times. You've kind of turned me on to him now. Yeah. I wasn't too convinced, but it was, he plays 30 minutes almost every night, Yeah. even when they're healthy. And so at 4,600, he's still largely shooting dependent, but he does seems like he does just enough every night to be worth playing. Yeah, he's a he's a decent fantasy player. In real life, he's an okay player. <laughs> he's better at fantasy than he is in real life, and so I do like to to stay uh, look his way every now and then for sure. Uh, all right, let's move on to the Dallas and Portland. I don't have a whole lot of interest in this game either, honestly. Uh, most of my interest is on the Dallas side of the ball. I've got two guys here. Let me just let me let me ask you since I don't have a lot of interest here. Maybe you have a better uh, you know take on this game. Dallas and Portland. Who you got there? Well, this is going to be a low-scoring game. It's two of the lower-scoring teams in the league. So I think I like Christian Wood, although he, uh, I think he, did he miss, miss Saturday night's game at last minute? Well, he came out of the game. Well, this, oh yeah, we don't know if he's playing tonight. That's a good question. I don't know if he's playing tonight or not. Um, that'd be good. Here you go. You're going to get breaking news here. Uh, <laughs> oh, they haven't started yet. They're going to start in about seven minutes. So never mind. Okay. You guys don't get any breaking news. Uh, I haven't seen any news yet, but I'll, I'll continue to look. Go ahead. Talk about Christian Wood. Yeah, you know, just with his past attitude problems, I've never been a big fan of him, but I think this year it's time to be a fan. At 8,400, he qualifies at both power forward and center. Last five games, averaged 41 fantasy points per game and hit 65 fantasy points in his last game. So you know, even with Donkic doing what he does, Wood is a great compliment. He, they seems like they finally found that. He finally has become the big man they needed in Dallas to, to compliment Donkic, but... I don't really have anybody on the value side. And on the Portland side, I don't love anybody, but I find myself going to Josh Hart a lot. It seems like not just tonight, but every night. And he's, he plays about 34 minutes a game, consistently scores. He's He just fills up the stat sheet well enough to be really valuable almost every single night. He averages about 28 fantasy points per game. He's $5,600. Like I said, just a nice balanced player uh, that often uh, almost never doesn't meet value. And just so you guys know, you are getting breaking news here. So Christian Wood was ruled out, which is what I predicted would happen here. So I'm guessing he's 
probably going to play uh, against Portland. So that, that's just a guess. So obviously check in on that, uh, see what's going on there. So yeah, I've got Tim Hardaway Jr. at 5,800. 5, I mean, I've just always got him in my lineup uh, or in my pool, I should say, uh, as a guy to go to that has high upside. I think there's other guys that on the slate that I like that are a little bit more expensive. So I'm probably not going to have him, honestly, in my lineups. Uh, but he is a guy I'm looking at. I've also got Dwight Powell at 3,200. If there is no Christian Wood, he is starting tonight for, you know, obviously, uh, for Christian Wood. Uh, he's probably going to play 25 plus minutes if there's no Christian Wood out there. So uh, he is a guy I did roster tonight in a few of my DFS lineups. So hopefully that works out for me. Uh, he was 3,100. Now he's 3,200. So that $100 salary increase really doesn't mean a whole lot. Um, are you looking for a huge ceiling out of Dwight Powell? Absolutely not. You're just, like, you're just hoping for maybe be a, maybe about you know 20 DK points, uh, and that will that'll be enough for us. That'll do. Uh, so he's really just more of like a, a kind of a fun play for you, really honestly. So yeah, I'd be uh, fascinated to know what Dwight Powell's career game numbers yeah. were. <laughs> I I feel like he's had a big game or two in his career, but yeah, he's played like way more than one or two games, obviously. So uh, yeah, it's it's not likely that. Yeah, that's as a as an NBA player, he's useful. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. He's decent. He's okay. Uh, all right, so last game on the slate here we haven't talked about yet is the Philadelphia 76ers and the LA Lakers. Pricing just doesn't make me super interested in a whole lot of this, but I do will say, Lee, I do have interest in Joel Embiid at 11-2 uh, against these LA Lakers who are still looking for their answer at the center position. There's a lot of rumors out there. Uh, any trades I see for the Lakers pretty much always include a center, so... I'm thinking that they're not happy with their uh, mixture of Thomas Bryant and Wenyan Gabriel and and uh, whoever else is over Damian Jones. Like it's just a lot of people that a lot of guys that just. I mean, obviously Anthony Davis is out, so that that's a real bummer there because he will play some center minutes for them. But the, he doesn't prefer to play center, so I think they're still looking and, and searching for that center position. So uh, as a result, though. They are not strong at that position, not strong at defending that position. So uh, Embiid, it is a back-to-back for Embiid, but I still like him at 11-2. It's a, it's a really a pretty penny to play. Uh, I don't think a whole lot of people are going to be on him, honestly. But if you look at the other guys that are priced up in the same, LeBron at 11,000, stuff like that, I just feel like Embiid is probably the safest out of those guys. And whenever I'm looking to spend up in this amount, I want the, the safe value uh, with a little bit of upside, too. So, uh, so I do have Embiid here. Uh, and I also, if Tobias Harris misses another game here, I'm curious to see how this box score for the Sixers, uh, you know, winds up from tonight to see who really filled in those minutes for him. Is it going to be Thibel? Is it going to be, you know, Melton, Milton? You know, who, who who's going to really step in and play more minutes? Looks like Maxie's having a pretty good game so far. So, uh, you know, whoever's filling in for Tobias Harris and his usage there, I'm going to have interest for them as well against this Lakers squad. But that's that's really it for me in this game. So what are your thoughts here? Yeah, you know, with the Sixers, they don't really have a true backup for Tobias Harris, so they end up just scrapping things together with guards and and sometimes backup centers. But, yeah, on the uh, Lakers side, I like Westbrook and Schroeder. I like them a lot, most every night, especially you know, with AD and Reeves and Lonnie Walker all out. I feel pretty comfortable starting either of them. And in any night that their salary fits uh, and the value side for the Lakers, a little bit of Kendrick Dunn, I just mm. he seems to be flashing his old self a bit lately. He's been playing about 19 minutes a game. It's only 3,700, and I probably won't play him tonight. But it's one another one of those guys I'm kind of keeping an eye on for the rest of the year. Now on the uh, 76ers side, Embiid I love, Harden I love, uh, but strangely I think I like Trey Maxey just a little bit more. And that's mm. even before you mentioned the update today. Yeah. The uh, he's been playing 32 minutes a game, he's playing alongside Harden and Embiid. He's got a great ceiling every night, playing about 32 minutes. I just 
he's just a solid, uh, nice find for the Sixers. And then on the value side, you know, unless Tobias Harris sits again, uh, there's not a lot of value there because they play their starters so many minutes. But as you said earlier, Shake Milton for me at 3,800. Anytime one of the starters is out, Shake Milton seems to play enough minutes to to get to five or six times value. Well, knowing you didn't look at the box score, you made some two two very excellent calls if you were playing him tonight. That's for sure. Because Shake Milton's played 11 minutes, he's got 12 points in those 11 minutes and two assists and two rebounds. So uh, it's actually halftime of that game right now. So I'm looking at that box score. It looks like uh, Maxi does have 21 minutes, which is the most of any of the starters. So that's interesting as well. Uh, so yeah, I think Maxi Milton, some guys you can look at. Thibel did get nine minutes, which is interesting, and also uh, Niang, who I thought maybe Niang would be the guy that would be the the closest thing to a a replacement for uh for Tobias Harris. He did get nine minutes, uh, did nothing with them though. He's got one assist and that's it. So that is something that he ran into with Nying. But those are some guys that think of uh, if you're looking for some of those Tobias Harris uh, replacement minutes. Again, if Tobias is out, we have to obviously wait on that information here. But uh, let's move on to our Thrive Fantasy plays here, Lee. Uh, Thrive Fantasy, go, get, you guys should go there and you guys should enter promo code ETHOS and get your first deposit match bonus, uh, first deposit match up to $250. Uh, but yeah, I've got a couple plays here. The I've actually got three of them, which is you know you only need five, so I've got over half of what you need. Uh, how many plays do you have, Lee? I got four. Let's see how oh. many of these are the same too. <laughs> All right, how about you start us off then, and if uh, you get one of mine, I'll I'll scrap it. Go ahead. <laughs> Here's one you maybe you don't have. Spencer Dinwiddie under okay. twenty two and a half points and assists. I'm, I don't bet the under very often like most people, but here I'm going under. Dinwiddie has only hovered around this twenty two and a half number. A few times recently, but in the last five games, he's beaten this total only one time. So, I like it. Uh, it's, uh, it's worth 85 points under. There you go. Uh, yes, yeah, so I've got De'Aaron Fox over 23.5 points, and that's 95 points for that one. That's against the Spurs. Again, I'm just feeling this is a Fox game. Uh, I think it's going to be one of those uh, you know high scoring games between the, the Kings and the, and the Spurs. So, plenty of extra points here. I think Fox is going to go over. I got Joel Embiid, uh, the aforementioned Joel Embiid, for the same reasons we talked about him, over nine and a half rebounds worth yeah. 90 points. Yeah, that <laughs> Double-digit boards in four straight games. I don't see anybody from the Lakers changing that streak. So. No. Yeah, I think it, I think that's a very, very solid play. I think it's probably a lock for, for me for sure. Uh, so I've got one more play then. I've got Anthony Simons over 27.5. Points, rebounds, and assists. That's 105 points, and that's against Dallas. Um Dame is questionable, so obviously if he's out, this is a smash play here. But even if Dame plays, you know, I really do think that Anthony Simons is a really good shot at hitting this. It's going to be a competitive game. I know the spread for the game tonight was like one and a half points. It's going to be a close game. These teams are very evenly matched. And uh, especially if there's no question of wood, I think, you know, it's one of those situations where, you know, he's got to score 20 points and get maybe, you know, five assists and grab you three rebounds. And I think that's absolutely doable for Anthony Simons, uh, whether or not Dean's in. But if Dean's out, that's an absolute smash play. What else you got there, Lee? So I got two more. I got Nikola Jokic, over 17 and a half rebounds and assists. It's only worth 70 points. This is basically Thrive Fantasy telling you this is an easy bet. Mm. Last three games, you know, the number is 17 and a half. Last three games, Jokic has totaled 27, 27, and 25 in these categories. So, like I said, this seems like a lock. And the last one I have... Uh, we talked about Sacramento before and the pace of play that they do. Trey Jones doesn't go over four and a half assists. This game's going to be a blowout. So uh, <laughs> becoming a pretty reliable start in DFS, uh, largely because he's not always reliant on actual points. He's hit five assists each of his last four games. And again, given the pace of pay, pace of play, and given the 
a little uh, defense Sacramento's guards play, I like Trey Jones' chances of getting those five assists for 80 points. I like that, too. I like it as well. All right, guys, that is going to do it for us. So I am Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at at Keith And Lee, where can people find you and your work? You can find me on Twitter at Lee from Fargo. Yes. Go follow us, guys. Go follow the show. Subscribe. Leave us a review. Please go do that. We need those. We need them to, to reach more ears. So uh, until next time, though, guys, go get that money. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.